Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Saturday morning. Sex Panther, what's going on? Oh, conflicting feelings about today or this morning because, you know, we get to talk NFL, which we love talking NFL, but what a huge day of college football. Um, three games with undefeated teams matching up. I got my fantasy basketball draft. Like, this is the best time of the year. We've got, so, we've got NASCAR. We've got basketball, hockey, baseball playoffs. Holy shit, this is great. And to top it all off, I get to end the week by talking to Phil. Good morning, gang. I'm I'm pretty pumped up. Uh, huge college football slate today. Uh, got a race in the afternoon. I'm I am pumped up and just a little bit tired. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you, does it feel like the best time of the year on your like three hours of sleep? Yeah, I mean, I, I went to bed at four oh five a.m. after just writing down some genius things for the guys over at Odds Checker. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. There's just action all day long and uh, tomorrow too. So. I'm tired, but it's worth it. Totally worth it. There you go. <laughs> All right. We are here to talk the National Football League week six. Sex Panther, what do you have on tap for us? I'm going to take a look at five games. I think we got five interesting close games. We'll start off right here in the Hoosier State, the Indianapolis Colts. Going to entertain the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that has actually owned them the last two years. Um, you would think the Colts against Jacksonville, I'd be all over Jacksonville, but I'm not. Um, we've, we've talked about Jacksonville and their offensive um, prowess. You know, they James Robinson's been hitting the, the gaps pretty well. They've been running the ball effectively. Trevor Lawrence has looked good, but the last two games, they really struggled. They had the 21 points at Philadelphia. Seven of those were actually a defensive score, so they only managed two touchdowns there, and at home, they lost to Houston. That one's almost inexcusable. Colts have kind of done what they did last year. They came out of the gates looking just absolutely like a shit show. One of the worst teams in the league. But this week they've had extra time because we had what well, at the time was the worst football game that I think we'd ever seen until Washington and Chicago eclipsed that just two nights ago. Uh, but that, that win against Denver, they've had extra time to prepare for this game. They're at home. And we're getting into the part of the season where it looks like Frank Reich finally figures out what the hell he's doing. So at only two and a half, I think at home, the Colts take care of business. I'm going to jump on Matt Ryan and crew, lay the two and a half and take the Colts. 
we were joking pre-show, Panther, you and I, about you know me me being on the same side as you, and we're one for one. I like the Colts a lot here. I'm I'm not messing around with the points though. I'm going to take the money line. I see a minus one thirty over at MGM this morning, so I'm going to bet that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's back, and like you said, I, I think the extra rest, the extra couple days that the Colts have, uh, will be a, a huge advantage here. Hopefully, Frank Wright, like you said, can right the ship here and um, the take ship. care of the Jags. Right yeah, right the ship. Right the ship. Okay. He kind of right <laughs> the ship to start the season, didn't he? <laughs> that feels like a Hitler joke, and I'm not sure if we should go there this morning. Oh. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the Jaguars kind of came down to earth last weekend, and, um, you know, hopefully the Colts can get this one done, you know, and kind of take control of the division. So give me the Colts money line minus 130. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm thinking more about Jacksonville than I am about Indianapolis, honestly, here. Jacksonville was doing okay. They thought they were flying high, and then, boom, they ran into a, a, a Philadelphia Eagle-sized buzz, buzzsaw. I think... I think that a little bit of doubt is going to start creeping into their heads a little bit. Um, I'm going to take Indianapolis with you guys minus the two for 50 bucks. I think yeah, I, th- I think the Colts are going to take care of business. Um, and yeah, I think Jacksonville is just going to keep their plummet going. Uh, even though he money lined it, we'll call that a kiss of death. All right. I put your money on Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, next game up for me, we're going to take a look at Minnesota going to Miami. Ever since Tua had his bell rung, Miami has not looked very good on the offensive side. Now they're going to start their third quarterback in as many weeks. Skylar Thompson will take the helm. And, okay, so granted, those two losses against Cincinnati and the Jets were on the road. They're undefeated at home, but I don't know that home or away really matters. This is an offense that hasn't looked right and I'm even going to throw in that Buffalo game. They, they weren't very explosive there. They lucked into a win there. They lucked into a win against Baltimore. I think the three and two, I touched on this before, where there's just a little bit of luck factor with the Miami Dolphins while Tua was quarterback. Without Tua, seems like whatever that luck factor was has completely disappeared. On the other side, we look at Minnesota. Okay, they're four and one. Week one against Green Bay. Doesn't really count. They're losing to Philadelphia. That's Kirk Cousins on Monday night. That definitely counts. And then they've beaten Detroit, New Orleans, and Chicago. I don't know if those really count. I don't know what to think of this Minnesota Vikings team. Yes, they're four and one, but are they really a good team? And here they do walk into another situation going against opponent that doesn't have their quarterback, who's not playing very good football the last two weeks. It's a recipe for success for the purple people eaters at only having to lay the three points on the road. I think the Vikings still take care of business. I'm dropping 50 bucks on Minnesota. All right. We're two for two. I like the Vikings. I agree. agree. Yeah. I, I like the Vikings a lot this week. <laughs> Nobody's beaten one o'clock Kirk. Uh, you know, he's, he's in his, you know, happy time slot where he's just an absolute machine. It looks like the offense is starting to starting to click after that Monday night disaster. They put up 28, 28, and 29. Granted, the, the level of defenses they saw were were not the the greatest, but I do like um, you know, the Vikings to get it done here at this short number. Skylar Thompson, I, I don't even remember him being good, you know, at, at Kansas State. So I just don't think he can do enough to to keep it within the number. I know he's the backup quarterback, and you know, Kyle and I have that that uh, situation where we play the backup quarterbacks, but this, this just is not one of them. So 
I like the Vikings here minus the three for sure. It's the Vikings, though. You know that they are capable, and we saw it last week. They're absolutely capable of letting the worst team in the NFL back into games. They can come up with a dominating lead, and then they'll let those fucking idiots in Chicago come right back <laughs> and make it a I mean, game. Can, we, can yeah. we attribute that to a little bit of travel? Yeah, maybe so. You know, coming back from London. It could be. It could be. I just like to attribute it to the Minnesota Vikings because that ah, just, yes. that seems like a team identity, a franchise identity there. Um, give me 50 bucks on the Dolphins. It's going to be a close game. Do expect it to be a close game. Next game up, we're looking at Cincinnati going to New Orleans. This is a big game for me because if you if you listen to the Monday shows and we recap and, and anytime I talk about the Bengals, uh, I'm really high on them. I'm frustrated with those two early losses to Pittsburgh and Dallas. So those should have been wins. Last week's loss against Baltimore could have been a win. We, we expected a very close game there with Baltimore. I'm not taking anything away from the Ravens, but they're – what eight points away from being undefeated this Bengals team has got to find ways to finish games and this is going to be the opponent new orleans they're on the road at new orleans a saints team that's very very feisty they stay in games they particularly stay in the games at home they took care of a seattle team that we actually like seattle's geno we like the offensive production but they put up 39 points against a piss poor Seahawks defense. Cincinnati does not have that kind of defense. This is a really good defense. You get difficulty running on them. They give up less than 100 yards per game. This is kind of a make or break game for me. Cincinnati has to win this game and cover, or I might have to abandon ship. But these these are the kind of games that I do trust Joe Burrow uh, to, to get right, finish the game strong, and cover this line. So we will lay the two and a half and put it on the Bayou Bengals. Three for three? I don't know if you were looking at my sheep pre-show or what, but I, I, I like the Bengals a lot here. Um, you're right. that They have to find a way to win this one. Just It, it looks like the, the Bengals are so far off that Super Bowl team last year. They just haven't clicked. And, um, you know, Jamar Chase needs to get going. The, the wideouts need to get going. And um, I think the, the New Orleans defense is just what, Joe Burrow ordered for this weekend. So I like the two and a half. Give me the Bengals. This is what we talked about pretty early on in the season with Cincinnati. Um, Every game last year would have been like, oh, they could have almost lost. And now they're on the other side of that little luck factor. Karma, karma's paying it back. Now now it's like, oh, they could have won. It, it, It doesn't, luck runs out, especially in the NFL. Man, luck runs out. If you have a season where you don't have injuries, the next season you will. If you have a season where you don't fumble the ball very much, next season you will. It just always seems to balance out. So Cincinnati's on the other side of that little luck slope, I guess, and it's going the wrong direction. I like New Orleans here, plus the two and a half at home. Yeah, getting points. Love that. 50 bucks on the Saints. Taysom Hill. Let's go, baby. It's time for their unluck factor to run out. It's time just can we just take luck out of the equation? I do like this Cincinnati team. They're done. Uh, next game up for me. This is the one I, I I could I anticipate some disagreement here. Um, we're gonna see San Francisco take a going on the road. Atlanta. Archer, somebody's making background noise. Thought I was doing something wrong. Somebody's coming in the um, room. It's you. You're good. What's me? You're fine. Uh, San Francisco's at Atlanta. The Jimmy Garoppolo experiment carries on. The big win on the road against Carolina last week. Atlanta 
I count as a win, right? There were 10 point dogs at Tampa Bay. I think we all agree 10 points was way too many. They kept that game close. And that's the thing for Atlanta this year. They've kept their games close. If I'm going to talk about a team like Cincinnati being eight points away from being undefeated. I mean, here's a team that's 11 points away from being undefeated. Now, do I think they're on the same path as the Cincinnati Bengals? No, I really don't. I don't think Marcus Mariota and his four season touchdowns uh, is the same as Joe Burrow. Um, the loss of Cordell Patterson is definitely going to play a factor here. Um, looks like Kyle Pitts is now questionable. So there's a lot of things going wrong for Atlanta right now, where San Francisco, here's the thing what I'm seeing. They are either going to win and cover or they're just going to lose outright because that's what they've done. Their three wins have not been close. They've been blowouts, double digit blowouts and losing to <coughs> Chicago at Denver. <laughs> Damn it. I almost can't even say that with a straight face. The 40, this is another one of those games. It's Atlanta. I almost put them with Chicago. They're not as bad as Chicago and Denver, but damn it. This is not a playoff caliber team. The 49ers better win this and they better win it by more than a touchdown. I only got to lay four and a half. So give me the 49ers for 50 bucks. Again, we're, we're, we're here, Panther. You know, we're on the same side. I, man, the Falcons are tough and, you know, they're the against the spread darling this year. They're, they're, they're five for five. I think I was on them all five weeks. And I love betting on this team, but I think, I think the time to pivot is now. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has looked pretty good the last two weeks. I mean, they beat the Rams. They beat the Carolina Panthers, which I don't well, know. Those, if that's are two, a, those are two jokes of teams now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> you know, the, his only loss was, a, you know, that, that just whatever that was against the, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Um, so I, I think, I think maybe Vegas is starting to catch up to this Atlanta team. Four and a half seems really short. So I'm either walking into a trap or this thing's not even going to be close. So I like the Niners at the four and a half. I'm leading the Niners with you guys. This is not a game I was going to bet, at least not bet today. Let's, uh, I'll keep an eye on it. Maybe, maybe it's a tomorrow, tomorrow kind of bet. All right. One more game for me. To talk about Bill Belichick and crew. The Patriots are traveling to Cleveland on the Browns. The two teams that I think we're just kind of really scratching our head. I think the Browns are in a situation here, much like the other two teams that we just talked about, the, the Falcons and the Bengals. You look at their losses. They lost to the Chargers by two. They lost to the Falcons by three. They lost to the Jets by one. The Chargers and Jets were at home. I mean, they're a touchdown away from being 5-0 and themselves. And, and I think that is a testament to how good Jacoby Brissett has been. He's kept this offense plugging along. They're scoring points. I think the thing I didn't really expect was this – Browns defense is vulnerable. You can score points on this Browns defense as the opponents have done. I mean, hell, they even gave up to 17 to Pittsburgh. That might be the most points Pittsburgh scored in a game all season. Uh, you look at New England. I, I don't know what to take away from last week's game. I was stunned. The highest scoring team in the league, the Detroit Lions, got blanked by the Patriots. The one thing I am looking at here is New England does struggle a, a little bit on the road. They lost to Miami, the good Miami, not this current Miami. Um, they lost to Green Bay on the road in overtime, but that was – maybe should have won that game. This is not a good Green Bay team, and I, I've kind of been talking about them on the, on the Monday recap show. And losing to Baltimore, they should lose to Baltimore 10 out of 10 times. 
I'm just confused on who New England is. I really don't have a pulse on this team. I think Zappy's the quarterback again this week. Mac Jones still sitting out. So I I think my the dividing thing for me here is the running game. Cleveland with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have a decided advantage against every other team they play that, you know, you don't use a quarterback to pad your running back status or your rushing stats. I love the Browns rushing attack. I think no matter what Belichick comes up with, he might be able to slow him down. He's not going to stop them. They're still going to be able to pound the ball. Uh, Jacoby Brissett will throw it enough. And the Browns are going to walk away winners at home covering that two and a half. It's agree, uh, but not, not strong enough to actually get to the window and, and play this one. Um, you know, Belichick knows how to game plan for Jacoby Brissett. He's very, <laughs> very aware of, you know, Brissett's skill set since he was in, uh, you know, New England with them. So if I had to lean, I would take the Patriots here. You know, Bailey's happy or not. I, I, I do think Mac Jones uh, is on line to start if I if I remember correctly. But uh, I like the Patriots either way. Give me the two and a half. Yeah, I'm leaning the Patriots is with you, Phil. I'm not quite going to bet it. I don't want to lay two and a half with this Cleveland Browns team. They're just a little too questionable for me. I just uh, don't I don't like the number and I don't really like the team enough to do this. So just a lean on the Patriots. Yeah, this is probably the one game I shouldn't have been on, but too late. I went to the window. We punched it. Those are my fa- uh, five games. Arch, what are you bringing to the table? Um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's, let's go to Kansas City. Let's scroll on down here and go to Kansas City. The Bills are playing the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are plus two and a half, maybe even plus three at home as they play, according to the DGEN ranking, the number one team in the National Football League. I like Kansas City at home getting points. Two and a half, three. I like that a lot. This is this is the game of the week right here, right? And no offense, NFC East and your your and your uh, juggernauts playing, but uh, I like Kansas City. Give me the Chiefs plus two and a half or plus three for fifty bucks. I don't put a lot of things on my schedule. Must watch NFL football, including my beloved Raiders, which don't really want to watch, to be honest. But this is not only is it the game of the week, it's the game of the season thus far. We remember what we saw in last year's playoff game. Um, I think even though it's just a regular season game, there's still a little revenge factor for Josh Allen and crew. They, I think they want this game. You know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have been the dominant juggernaut of the AFC for four straight years. Um, if you want to get to the Super Bowl, it goes through Kansas City. This is a measuring stick game for Buffalo. These are two even teams. Um, the passing attack, both can pass, both can run. The difference is Buffalo's defense is markedly better. They've shown the ability to shut teams down and just put them completely out. Now, do I think they're going to do that against Chiefs? No, not a chance. But I think they can actually cover the three. So this is one just I'm excited to watch. I can't bet it. Just cannot bet it unless it got to three and a half, maybe. But uh, I'm going to lean the Buffalo Bills to cover the two and a half. 
Yeah, I, I think three is probably the best that we're we're going to see, even you know right up until kick. And I'm going to take it. I, I like the points here with the Chiefs at home. Patrick Mahomes is seven zero and one against the spread as a dog in in his in his career. And uh, I, you're right. If if a team from the AFC is going to get to the Super Bowl, that road has to go through Kansas City. I think Mahomes is going to do enough to expose this Buffalo secondary, and um, you know they they should get the win at home. So I, I might even uh, play the money line here. I like the Chiefs as a dog for sure. Hmm. That's really all I had um, for this morning. Phil, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I mean the 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 game I like is Buccaneers. Over the Steelers, you have a line for that one. Was it seeing, nine and a half? I see nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're we're getting Kenny Pickett under center uh, in Pittsburgh. Minka Fitzpatrick is out as well as the top three corners uh, for the Steelers. So I think Tom Brady is going to absolutely dice this Steelers team up, regardless if the game is in Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, London. It's in Pittsburgh, by the way. Um, Tampa Bay should have his way with this this Steelers team. So I like the number. I like giving less than 10 here. I, I, I know double digits in the NFL is just, it's a it's a huge ask. But give me the Buccaneers, man. I, I like this game a lot. In the NFL, we always kind of hesitant to lay these kind of points, bumping double digits, because the idea is these teams aren't that far apart. But Pittsburgh is the one team where, I, admittedly, I was completely wrong, and it's been the quarterback play, Trubisky and Pickett, and maybe even the play calling from the offensive coordinator. But this team just can't get out of its own way. They can't score. And then, like you mentioned, they had already lost T.J. Watt to start the season, and now I'm seeing a cornerback out, a safety out, a cornerback out, a defensive lineman out, another cornerback out. Like, I don't even know who that – if they got 11 guys to put out there on defense. So, um, yeah, as much as I haven't – Love the Tampa Bay offense. They're starting to get healthy. Uh, he'll get everyone back except Julio Jones, which who cares? It's Julio Jones. It he hasn't been viable for a couple years now. Uh, I agree with you. I think Tampa Bay should cover, probably will cover. I just that nine and a half. I just it'd be that one time I bet it and Pittsburgh decides to show up and lose by four. <laughs> so uh, a lean on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like what you did there. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm going to lean Pittsburgh in this one, not betting it. Just, just, just leaning it. Nine and a half points against a team as public as Tampa Bay. Man, just feels like feels like you want a piece of the Steelers, except they're so fucking bad. They're so fucking bad on the field. They're so fucking bad in the coaching staff. Matt Canada is an absolute clown. Doesn't belong in the NFL. Doesn't belong play, you know, calling plays for sure. His offenses look horrible, horrible. Uh, but I'm still leaning Pittsburgh. Can we pause here for a minute? Because I didn't think we'd ever get to this part. We talked about preseason, and even now we look at who um, some of the worst teams in the NFL are. When I mean, Chicago really, really stands out, but this current offensive output and defensive shit show Pittsburgh's putting on are they? Can we make a case for Pittsburgh being one of the worst NFL teams, potentially tanking? And saying, oh, we're wrong on Kenny Pickett. There's some quarterbacks coming out in this next draft. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. There's some quarterbacks coming out. Does Pittsburgh just fucking mail it in for the rest of the year? I don't think they will. Uh, Mike Tomlin's never finished worse than 500, I don't think. Maybe it was just one time. But yeah, I think they have too much pride to mail it in. I think it's too early to have a verdict on Kenny Pickett. I mean, he's, he's had, what, one start? So... It, it, 
who knows? But I just think the Bucks run them over this weekend. You know, in the in the short sighted version of things, the Steelers are really, really bad. And you know, I, how motivated is Minka Fitzpatrick going to be to to get back out on the field and play for a really bad team? Yeah. I, I just I just don't know. I don't see things getting better in Pittsburgh, but I don't think it'll be for lack of effort. Yeah, and I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But you've got to have eyes. I mean, Jesus Christ, this offense is so bad. How is Canada? Does Canada have like incriminating photos of people in this franchise? <laughs> My God, like, like Tomlin with an intern or something. Yes, yeah, something. Yeah, maybe Tomlin was hanging out in the you know, the Boston Celtics locker room. I don't know, but good God, this is horrible. And they might not have to tank. They're they're bad on both sides of the ball. So just just kind of a, yeah. a Panther point to ponder, if you will. And head coaches are being paid. They're, the head coaches are in the get it right business. Get it right on the field. Get it right with picking your staff. If Tomlin doesn't see the problem, then Tomlin should be fired. I, I talked about on Monday about whether Tomlin, you know, just his, his facial expressions on the sideline, his overall demeanor. Um, he's been there a long time. Maybe it's time for Pittsburgh to start looking at who their next head coach is going to be. And, and uh, we got to be getting getting there, right? This is 15 plus years for Tomlin. This is the NFL 2022 um, point differential. The best is the Buffalo Bills with 91. Um, the next closest is the Eagles with plus 47. At the bottom of the list, the worst point differential is the Pittsburgh Steelers minus 51. The next closest, oh the next closest is the LA Rams at minus 36. That's bad. Well, the the minus fifty one came with thirty five of those last yeah, week. Right, right. But still, still, they'd be neck and neck with the Indianapolis Colts if that game was uh, zero. So, yeah. Ouch. Mm. I, if I had feelings, they'd be hurt. <laughs> We've got a couple minutes to go. We should talk about it because I know this is going to be a big game in the book club. I, we're, apparently, none of us are going to bet it. But the Dallas Cowboys are playing the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a six and a half spread. What do we think of the Cowboys? You got a chance? I, I still don't know what to think of the Cowboys, right? Because they lucked out on that win against Cincinnati. They beat a Giants team who none of us really think are that good. They beat a Washington team who isn't very good. And they beat a Rams team who it looks like is not very good. They got their Super Bowl. They're done. Um, the one thing I do like about the Cowboys is that defense. That defense has been remarkable, arguably the best defense in the league. Um, they haven't given up more than 19 points in any game, and that was week one against Tom Brady. Philadelphia, they just can keep trucking along. I think the thing I like about Philadelphia's offense is they're consistent. Right, they just go out there. They keep putting pressure on you. They're you, they're gonna score. You're not gonna shut them out. I don't believe Dallas is gonna keep them to ten points like they have their last two opponents. Um, Philadelphia is gonna score. I think this is a close game. It's a divisional game. It's a rivalry game. It's a Sunday night primetime game. Um, Philadelphia Eagle fans will surely be drunk well before the eight twenty kickoff time. Uh, so it'll be loud. It'll be ruckus. But I think the play has to be Dallas plus the points. I, I really think. With that defense, this is a, a three or four point game. So I'd like the Eagles to win. I think they're the better team, but at six and a half, that feels like way too many, even for an Eagles fan, right, Phil? Yeah, I mean, it it, it just feels like a lot of points in a divisional matchup as a standalone primetime game. <clears throat> and uh, you know, <clears throat> man, excuse me, come back to me. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the Eagles right now, plus the points. I'm, this is might be a game-time decision tomorrow, but I'm definitely going to post my thoughts on the book club. But right now, I think it's too many points. The six seems like too many. Um, I like the Eagles. I think they're really fucking good. <laughs> now, putting them number three on my list means they're really fucking good in the power rankings. I know the book club does not interpret it that way when I post my rankings, but I think they're right there with the Chiefs and the Bills as far as the best teams in the NFL. Ooh, sorry yeah. about that. Had a little little frog in the throat there, but yeah, I agree <laughs> with you, Arch. All right. But to that point, I think if the Eagles even lost this game, for me, still the third best team in the NFL. Shit happens. Yeah, just shit. I mean, Kansas City and Buffalo both have losses, and could even argue they're kind of a couple of ugly losses. But we still have them one and two over an undefeated Philadelphia. This wouldn't even be unless Dallas somehow blows them out of the water. This is, wouldn't even be an ugly loss. So I, I still think Philadelphia is the real deal. They're not going 17-0. and They're going to lose some. And losing to your arch rival would not be an ugly loss by any stretch. Yeah, well, it uh, looks like Rory agrees with you in the comments. Uh, I'm going to interpret what Rory's saying. It's going to be a blowout if, uh, for the Cowboys if Cooper Rush plays. It's 45 nothing Cowboys. Wow. Do you think that maybe Cooper Rush, it's time for him to like stub his toe in the locker room and not play anymore? I think he's he's improved his stock about as as much as he possibly can. Right off into the uh, sunset at the hero. Bill yeah, Belichick would trade him for four first rounders. <laughs> just saying, go get paid somewhere. You know, maybe you, all, all that's left for him to do is lose a game and, and you know, hurt his personal stock. So lots of lots of, you know, tables or, or corners that he could like bump an elbow or stub a yeah, toe or. Yeah. I like. That. I think he's a benefactor of an incredibly efficient running game and easily top five, if not the best defense. He's he is a table setter. He is a a placeholder. He's not winning games. He's just just doing enough. He's been that guy, a, a Kyle Orton, a Joe Flacco, a, a guy that has been the quarterback of a winning team. I don't think they're winning because of Cooper Rush. They're winning because he doesn't make the mistakes. He doesn't take the chances. He's not a gunslinger. He's just been efficient is, the, I think, the best way I can put it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, think how many, Jerry, think how many running backs you could draft and re-sign to long-term contracts with a trade with Cooper Rush right now. Yeah, right. Don't, don't put ideas in his head. <laughs> when, when do you think they'll figure out that Tony Pollard is better than Zeke? Um, when Zeke's contract eventually runs out or he, or he just gets injured. When Makes does sense. his contract run out? They just signed him like a last Probably year. Probably 2037. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's how long you want to... Oh, God. It does go for a long time, doesn't it? Uh, UFA, he's an unrestricted free agent, 2027. Yikes. It'll be Bobby Bonilla day, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. Why would you sign a, a sign a running back in today's NFL basically past their rookie contract? Just go draft mm-hmm, a running mm-hmm. back every four years. That's what you should do. You should just find a running back every four years. As soon as their rookie contract's up, cut them and get another one. They're interchangeable. Even if they are good, like a Derrick Henry or whatever, by the time they're 30 years old, ready to move on. Well, Derrick Henry might be the lone exception of running backs you might want to sign. But other than that, yeah, you cut them, sign a new one. All right. How much time do we yeah. have here, gang? I think it's about time to wrap it up. Why? Do you got something else you want okay. to talk about? Well, I just I thought maybe we could touch on the Carolina game. I, I just, sure. I'm leaning Carolina there with P.J. Walker and, you know, the wholesale changes, you know, with Matt Rule. Getting the boot, you know, his his incriminating photos were no longer a threat. I guess that was neutralized. 
Uh, but PJ Walker looks to be a an upgrade over Baker as it, much as it hurts to say. And I don't think the Rams should be double digit favorites over anybody. I, I thought you might like that one. I'm leaning uh, leaning Carolina here, but I did not want a piece of it because they're so bad. It looks so bad. And I still think the Rams are a bit of a sleeping giant that they might wake up and play football like they're capable of. And Carolina sure seems like a get right kind of <laughs> get right kind of team. I think Matt Rule's photos, oh, by the way, are just nude pictures of himself. Nobody wanted to see that. <laughs> they don't want those getting out in public. Uh, it's a get right opportunity for the Rams because the, Paral- the Carolina defense is nowhere near as good as the 49ers or the Cowboys. Some of that offense should maybe score some points, but 10 points better than the Panthers? I haven't seen anything out of this offense. They can't run. They've got the worst running game in the NFL. Uh, that's not a recipe for success with a quarterback like Stafford who feeds off the play-action pass. I'm with Phil here. Tons of agreement between me and Phil. I'm not betting it, but I think if there is a play, you're sure as hell not laying 10. I would take the 10. All right. Uh, Roy's talking about fantasy football since I'm in charge of the comments. I don't care. I don't read fantasy football stuff. What did we talk about today? We talked about the National Football League Week 6. All the Sunday games. Pretty much damn near all the Sunday games. We missed a couple. But I'm sure we'll talk about that in the book club. Phil, you should sign up for the book club, don't you think? I love the book club. It's my favorite. There's so many just degenerates that are up at all hours of the night. We're gambling on everything. Like I said, we've got a huge college football slate today. We got tons of closing line value uh, for the the race uh, this afternoon. You got to join the book club or you're leaving money on the table. Mm -hmm. Panther, take us home. Uh, speaking of the book club, we'll give a real quick shout out to Unibe Knowledge and Rory. We're listening live. And we had a new book club member sign up this morning. Steve P450 jumped in the book club and he was out here shooting the shit with us. So you guys want to listen live or you want to shoot the shit with us, then the book club is where you need to be. You can call us out by name and um, we will holler right back. Before we get out of here, guys, I do our parlay. The guys love the parlay. Arch hates them, but your stone cold lock of the day. Who you got fighting Phil? Indianapolis Colts money line. The money line. Arch. Give me the New Orleans Saints plus two and a half. You Did bastard. That purpose, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he does that off. He's like the ultimate cock blocker. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers will take care of business. We're on the Colts. Orleans plus the two and a half. And the 49ers minus a four and a half. That is your degenerate parlay for Sunday. Like I said, get in there and hang out with us. Call us up by name. We'll holler right back. Let us know what you did last week, what you're doing this week. Um, but when it's all said and done, kids, it's all just make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.